Welcome back to Love Murder Current Affairs, our show about the cases of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. Today, we are covering a story that you might have heard about. It's been in and out of the news for nine years at this point, but recently came to an even more final conclusion. In August 2014, the world was transfixed about the story of an American woman who had been killed while on vacation in Bali, Indonesia. It wasn't just that the story had international flair. It had some seriously gory details. The body of the woman had been stuffed in a suitcase and left in a taxi. More than that, it appeared that the perpetrator had actually been the victim's own daughter. To understand how this all happened, we have to go back to the beginning. James Mack was a well-known musician and composer who had been part of the Chicago jazz scene throughout the second half of the 20th century. In 1995, he had a daughter with Sheila Ann von Wies, his 22 years younger second wife. Things were not always easy at the Mack household. In 2001, the family went on a Royal Caribbean cruise in the Mediterranean. During the vacation, James Mack suffered a foot injury. The ship's doctor allegedly failed to provide adequate medical treatment, and Mack was ultimately left partially paralyzed. Mack would go on to sue Royal Caribbean for the incident. In 2004, police were called to the Mack residence because children from James's previous relationship were saying that they were being denied access to their father. They claimed that when they came around, Sheila would turn off the lights and pretend not to be home. In 2006, during another vacation, this time to Greece, James Mack died of a pulmonary embolism at the age of 77. Now, there were some questions around James's will and Heather's inheritance. When the Royal Caribbean settlement finally came through in 2011, 500,000 of that settlement was designated for the estate of James Mack. Despite a will from five days before his death naming Heather Mack as the sole beneficiary of his estate, a Cook County, Illinois judge awarded that $500,000 to Sheila. The relationship between Heather and her mother, Sheila, after James' death was beyond strained. In fact, it shows a horrifying record of abuse on Heather's part. Oak Park police show at least 35 incidents relating to Heather abusing her mother between 2008 and 2014. The first time they were called was in April 2008, after then 13-year-old Heather had locked her mother in a room and threatened her. In January 2010, police responded to a report that Heather had punched her mother's broken ankle. In November of that year, Sheila reported that her daughter had stolen her credit card and cash. Sergeant Rasul Freelane, a detective specializing in youth and family issues, was assigned to the case. He remembered Sheila as extremely torn about what to do about her daughter. She was afraid of pressing charges. Sergeant Freelane later told The Independent, in that first meeting, it was clear something was wrong. In terms of both the financial side of things, but also her daughter's behavior. But it was the next time when I met Sheila in February of 2011 that alarm bells really went off. The incident to which he was referring was one in which Heather had pushed her mother so violently she fell and broke her arm. When she came into the police station in February, she finally opened up to Sergeant Freelane about the abuse. After telling him what had happened to her arm, Freelane told Sheila, I told her I've worked with families where the kids abuse the parents and it does not fix itself. I told her about one case where a kid went on to murder their mother. When Freelane said that she'd have to press charges, 
Sheila ran out of the room, terrified of taking that step against her daughter. By the next day, however, Sheila was back. Heather had attacked her again the previous night, and finally, on February 7th, 2011, Heather was arrested for domestic abuse for the first time. In April of that same year, Heather was arrested again, this time for biting Sheila's arm. In 2011 alone, police were called 10 separate times. In 2012, Heather was convinced of battery in juvenile court. Far from being relieved, this led Sheila getting resentful at the police. Said Freeland, she went from thanking me for helping her navigate the chaos as Heather became more violent and aggressive to not speaking to me because Heather was detained. You see it a lot in domestic abuse cases. We were going against Sheila's hardwired desire to protect her own child. Heather was her only child. She was wired to keep her girl safe, even though she was going to kill her. Over the next year, Heather spent time in two juvenile facilities focused on offenders with mental health issues, as well as having a female detective assigned as a mentor. But nothing seemed to work. Police were called about Heather 15 times in 2012 alone. In January 2013, Sheila told police for the first time that she believed that Heather was going to try to kill her. Freelane and Heather's probation officer tried to argue to the courts that this threat was a violation of court supervision so that Heather should be jailed. But when Sheila again stopped cooperating, the case was dismissed in May of 2013. Fast forward to August 12, 2014. On that day, 18-year-old Heather and her 21-year-old boyfriend, Tommy Schaefer, used the metal handle of a fruit stand to beat Sheila to death at the ritzy five-star St. Regis Hotel in Bali. With gruesome callousness, they squeezed Sheila's body into a suitcase hailed a taxi, and loaded the makeshift coffin in. They tried to check out of the hotel using Sheila's credit card, but when they were unable to, they fled the scene, leaving the suitcase in a cab. A security guard noticed blood near the suitcase and advised the cab driver to bring it straight to the police station, which he did, where the police uncovered the horrific scene. It didn't take long for police to track down Heather and Tommy at a nearby motel where the couple made up a lame lie that Sheila had been killed by robbers but they were able to escape. That story was, of course, undermined quite quickly by an incredible amount of evidence to the contrary, including text messages between Tommy and Heather plotting different strategies for their murder, with the help of Tommy's cousin, Ryan Bibbs, and comparing themselves to Bonnie and Clyde. Hours before the murder, Heather had stolen her mother's credit card to buy Tommy a $12,000 business class ticket to Bali to help her commit the crime. Tommy and Heather were both arrested and charged with premeditated murder, a charge that in Indonesia is punishable by death by a firing squad. Tommy ultimately admitted killing Sheila, but said it was because she had threatened to kill his and Heather's unborn baby and had choked him. He received 18 years. Heather received 10 years because she had, in fact, been pregnant and ultimately gave birth to a baby in prison. Separately, in Chicago, Tommy's cousin, Robert, was arrested and charged with conspiracy to commit foreign murder, for which he was sentenced to nine years. In his plea deal, Ryan said that Heather had offered Tommy $50,000 to kill Sheila. Ironically, Heather's defense was paid for with a $1.6 million trust fund that Sheila had set up for her before her death. Sheila's brother, Bill, who was the administrator of the state, however, flagged concerns that the money was being used for bribes when a request for a lump sum of $200,000 came from her Indonesian lawyer. 
Heather served seven years in Indonesian jail before being extradited to the U.S. in November 2021, where she was immediately arrested on the charges of conspiracy to commit murder in a foreign country. She has been in Illinois awaiting trial since then, but on Friday, June 16th, 2023, she has finally pleaded guilty to the conspiracy. The case has caused a broader conversation about the frequent gap in the law protecting parents from abuse at the hands of their children. Because there isn't any such law in Illinois, the police had no power to take action against Heather in the absence of Sheila pressing charges. Or at least, they wouldn't have until Heather was 18. When the abuse case was dropped because Sheila stopped cooperating, Heather was just five months from her 18th birthday. Asked Sergeant Freeland, why is Sheila any safer from a 17 and a half year old than an 18 year old? Six years ago, Florida became the first state with a law officially recognizing child to parent abuse or CPA. Despite studies that have shown that across 60 years of research, it exists in between five to 21% of families. Sergeant Freelane is now writing a book about the case, blessed by the wise Mac family, and with the goal of reforming the criminal justice system. He said, Sheila lost her life, and it's had a catastrophic effect on people who cared about her and Heather. And it's sad for Heather as well. I wanted the best for her too. It's a tragedy on all sides. Heather will be sentenced in December and faces up to 28 years in prison. Until next time, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette, signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs. 